Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. I'm your host, David Lewis, and here is where we talk about the methods and technologies for driving growth. And we are definitely going to have a technology discussion today because today on the podcast, we are going to revisit our whole recession resilience mini series. And this is the third episode in that mini series. And today, my guest and I will be focusing on assessing your MarTech stack and why that's so important for marketers during an economic downturn. And as a little bonus for you guys, uh, there is a link in the description for our self-guided MarTech assessment. And this little quiz, if you will, allows you to evaluate up to five different marketing tools. And at the end of that assessment, you're going to get a whole breakdown on where each tool ranks and with some very important actionable takeaways. So super relevant for today's topic and make sure you check that out. Um, For now, I want to give a very special welcome to our guest, Ben Bloom. Ben, thank you for joining me. Ben is a uh, VP analyst at Gartner. And if you haven't seen it yet, Gartner, uh, you guys recently published your 2022 MarTech survey. And I want to I want to dive into that in just a bit, Ben. But I think, you know, again, welcome. And maybe what where's the journey? Where did you start and and what led you to your role at at Gartner? Uh, David, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I like to think of it as I got into marketing by accident. I started my career more in uh, like economic research. I was a political science major in college. And the more, uh, you know, the work that I did right out of college was really kind of analyzing companies and trying to understand kind of the, the economic theory of how they worked and organizing conferences, very academic. And I wanted to apply that to actually making some companies a little bit better. And I didn't know you could do that inside of like a digital strategy group. And that was sort of the beginning of my career in marketing was really uh, digital and CRM strategy, uh, spent some time you know, on the agency side, really, you know, uh, in that regard, uh, I moved from uh, that role in New York to San Diego, where I'm based now, and uh, spent some time on the brand side where, you know, you think of the kind of strategist as an agency is really kind of telling you what to do, giving you suggestions, uh, maybe uh, you know, suggesting some ways that your the agency could kind of help you execute them. But on the, you know, on the brand side, uh, the more questions I asked about the, our marketing technology ecosystem, and the more expectation I had for how those tools and technologies were configured that I basically inherited, the more it became my problem to fix them. And so that led me pretty deep into the plumbing of a variety of different uh, analytics and marketing cloud and customer engagement types of tools. And uh, after you know, driving a bunch of implementation and transformation work, I spent some time on the vendor side as well, uh, trying to, you know, in a sort of solutions consulting type of a role, trying to help clients get more value out of the tools that they have. And that led me to, uh, to the role that I have now at Gartner, where uh, I lead Gartner's coverage of marketing technology and try to help clients understand both the best practices for understanding their overall marketing technology ecosystem and strategy, uh, as well as covering uh, a number of technologies in specific where I cover sort of like the first party data personalization world of things like CDPs and uh, multi-channel marketing solutions, et cetera. Awesome. Well, I, you know, I hope we can make this one of a few that we do together because there's, 
you know, so many uh, similarities in terms of our passions and the subject matter that we're both covering. Um, you know, going back to when I met the founders at Sears Decisions who formerly were at Gartner and studied what they were doing with their, what they call the demand waterfall. And, and that really led me to all of my innovations and eventually my book on lead management. And then Gartner became a client of my group. Um, this is back when we were demand gen before BDO mm. Digital. And we helped with the implementation of Eloqua and all of your guys' mastery of marketing technology there. And we did that for several years. And it was it was fun to work with Gartner because, you know, in a little ways, almost like BDO and BDO Digital, tons of thought leadership, content, you know, just, just volumes and volumes of various different content and resources for professionals. And in, in your case, this was in the in the marketing professionals area and helping them with demand generation and kind of turn that content in a way in which it was more demand generation oriented content was a, was a fun engagement for my team. And I was involved in some of the early uh, consulting. So here we are again, and this time talking about MarTech. And I've often talked about MarTechs a little bit, you know, for a period it was like, uh, drunken sailors spending tons of money, shiny new objects everywhere, and marketers spending lots of, of money on MarTech. And we'll dive into your findings. And I think what we're going to see in those findings is that may have met, made marketers a little skittish on investments these days uh, in technology. And I'm worried that the pendulum has swung uh, too far. But let's let's dive in and get to some of this meat because you came away with around, you know, that marketers were using just 42% of their capabilities. Um, you covered about the MarTech skills that are lacking in the marketplace and um, some tremendous uh, areas of opportunity for growth. And also what uh, CMOs and marketing leaders can do today to get a really grasp on their MarTech stack and make sure that they're making uh, every dollar count. So kick us off. What uh, what was your take on the survey? Maybe you want to start with what you guys were hoping to to, to find from it and if if that was a surprise in any way. Well, I think if you first start with sort of the, the fiscal responsibility that any marketing leader has, right, which is to be a good steward of those resources. And our another survey that Gartner runs with our CMO spend survey talks to CMOs who have you know, leadership responsibility for the marketing expense budget. Now, you know, what's the relationship between a company's overall you know, revenue and you know, what's allocated for marketing? And so in our CMO spend survey, uh, we ask how the marketing expense budget is allocated. And so uh, on average uh, in our 2022 survey, uh, we found that CMOs allocate about nine and a half percent of company revenue to marketing and about 25 and change percent uh, of that expense budget as allocated to technology. And so that has stayed that 25, 26 percent uh, has stayed pretty consistent. And so I think that definitely uh, reinforces what you're saying in terms of uh, quite a bit of spend going into marketing technology solutions. And when I think of you know where that lands for uh, you know for a brand with you know let's say you know a billion dollars in annual revenue. So you know a, a large company but maybe not the largest in the world, uh, you know, that could mean that they're spending you know uh, you know definitely millions of dollars on marketing technology. And then the question is, how much of that is being utilized? And so when we're talking to our clients, we want to have an understanding of what good looks like. We want to be able to think about the 
the big picture, you know, what's the, what does this look like at the stack level? We want to know what are the kinds of technologies that are supporting growth. We want to know increasingly about, you know, the team and talent dynamics, you know, do teams uh, run into problems where they don't have the right staff? Or is it more about technical complexity or more about sort of like the soft skills or finding the right partnerships with IT? And so those questions you know, are really front and center in terms of how we're advising marketing leaders about, you know, about this problem. And to your, uh, your excellent lead-in, that was the real headline finding from our 2022 survey. And we, we've run, we ran the survey in 2020, uh, as well as 2019. Uh, and so uh, you know, we saw a, a really big drop in the percentage of total marketing technology capabilities that are being utilized from 58% in 2020 to just 42% it's in massive, 2022. Right? I mean, it's massive. It's interesting with statistics because it's either a massive drop in use and adoption or potentially the applications are getting so much wider, more breadth and depth that they're using less, right? You know what, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like when I went to Disney World with my daughter, uh, and my wife recently, Disney World's huge, right? And if you surveyed right. me and said, you know, did you ride as many rides uh, as you wanted to? Uh, my answer would have been no. Um, and if they said, did you ride less rides than the last time you were here? I, I could have said yes. But that's also because they have more rides, you know what I'm saying, as, a, as an analogy. But I don't think that's what the finding was, correct? Well, and we want to put this in context, right? If, you know, if, if I, if somebody came to me and said, Ben, I just want to spend the right amount on MarTech, or I want to have the right level of marketing technology utilization, I would say there is no right answer. Like, I'm not here to say that, you know, companies have to be using more, but I think what our survey finds is that there's this, you know, what I would definitely consider to be falling and, you know, definitely less than half. I mean, if you bought an asset and used less than half of it, it's like, did you buy the right asset? Um, just from a, a common sense standpoint, but in your, uh, you know, Disney World analogy, right? It's like, did you have, did you get the, you know, the outcomes that you wanted, right? Did you have fun? Did you, you know, feel like you uh, got good value? Those sorts of things, right? Those are are good questions from a human standpoint, but from a business standpoint. We asked organizations not just about the level of uh, you know, overall stack utilization, but we asked, you know, do you have any critical gaps in the ability of your MarTech stack to support your organization's objectives? Mm. And when we asked what are the critical gaps that are going to be the hardest to overcome, 42% uh, uh, said that their biggest gap was supporting greater sales, profit, and cost effectiveness, and 37% said providing the ability to turn data into actionable business and customer insights right or 33% said acquiring new profitable customers so those aren't trivial gaps in terms of the martech stack's ability to generate business value and i think that's where organizations should be focusing is like do you still have those business gaps things that you're not able to do that you want to do and that could really turn the question of stack utilization to look well we have tools that probably could support some of these uh, these gaps if we're not utilizing them, that's a good signal that you probably should be raising your overall level of marketing technology utilization. Do you, did you get an, a, an idea whether it's that there's too much investment in terms of different tools uh, or is it a lack of focus on some of the applications that they, that they have 
or like I said earlier, just the breadth of capabilities. I, and I'll give you some context. When yeah. we work with clients, we, you know, every day of the week, we're implementing marketing systems, sales systems, we're integrating marketing systems. We uh, will sunset marketing systems for clients. We're helping to manage and operate those systems. And look, there are people who buy a marketing automation system, whether that's a Marketo or HubSpot or, or Salesforce's various tools. And they're batching and blast marketing. I mean, they have just bought these very powerful engines and they're not doing nurturing and they're not doing scoring. Uh, it's probably one of the reasons they reach out to us, of course, is that they want to get more value from it. And that's just talking about marketing automation. Then you add in the sending platforms, the CDP platforms, the analytics platforms, and all these different tools. And I think for the people listening, one thing you should be hearing is that your knowledge and expertise in MarTech is extremely valuable. Maybe Ben will come back to that in terms of how that value turns into career opportunity and such. But what I what I see is there are so many different tools and they are so powerful and it's the whole Superman thing, like, or Spider-Man rather with, with great power comes great responsibility. So they make the investments, but then, you know, whether it's changes in their organization from a staffing perspective or changes in the business, some of this tech just, um, doesn't get the kind of adoption that it, that it should have. And then when it's the annual budget cycle, it's really hard to justify repeating the use of a tool, but at the same time, if they didn't plan for it, it's hard to just sunset it and get rid of it uh, in time. Those are some of the things that I see that are common across, you know, companies that we are engaging with. Yeah. I mean, I, so the, I think there's an intuitive answer, a data answer and a human answer, right? So the intuitive answer from my perspective is when, when we get to the air, the issue of using resources responsibly, I think that executives could be doing a better job of cascading accountability for marketing technology utilization. You know, what gets measured gets managed, right? So this should be something that is clear and top of mind for organizations, because if you're a marketer and the CFO could be walking down the hall one day and say, hey, um, it looks like we're going to have to cut some budget. And, you know, are you us utilizing everything that we allocated for you last year you want to have an answer. And if your answer is we're not utilizing everything, you want to have a plan, right? So uh, I think that's the, you know, the sort of intuitive answer is there probably hasn't been enough attention paid to keeping that level of utilization up where it maybe could be. The data answer, uh, when we asked what's getting in the way of greater levels of marketing technology utilization, we found uh, respondents said, these are the top, the top responses. Uh, a significant number of solutions with unused or overlapping features, right? So we bought all this stuff. Uh, difficulty with identifying and recruiting marketing talent to drive adoption and utilization was the number two answer. And the third was the complexity and sprawl of the marketing technology ecosystem followed just up by uh, stack integration and configuration. So you have this kind of mix of, yeah. you know, the uh, maybe overinvestment combined with, the people challenge. And on the human side, I think of marketing technology as something that has a really, really big opportunity to be a high leverage play where, you know, adding uh, you know, one additional user seat on a typical platform costs almost nothing on the margin. Mm -hmm. But if you're adding one person who is going to, you know, improve uh, your, you know, a nurture campaign or, you know, a conversion rate optimization algorithm, 
and is going to, you know, put something in market, you know, maybe that person's, uh, you know, salary and benefits or whatever, that's a, a basically fixed cost. But on a big enough uh, uh, revenue or, or pipeline, you know, maybe a, a three or 4% increase, you know, which is not, uh, not a crazy amount of increase, could actually be more than paying for that incremental headcount to just use your technology better. But unfortunately, I think, and this maybe dates back to sort of the experience that a lot of people had in the Great Recession, you know, more than a decade ago, which was, you know, we don't want to have to hire people and then have to let them go. And I think that's the challenge that has really inhibited a lot of the improvement that could be had in utilizing marketing technology. Someone like yourself, you've been a practitioner, been on the advisory side, and and certainly now in your role at, at Gartner. Do you do you have a do you have a picture of like what the table stakes tools are these days? I don't know if the 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 research that you guys did captured any of that. I remember when I wrote my book 2012, which I've been doing some chapter readings uh, recently on that, and one of the things that I was thinking about was doing like a MarTech uh, update because in that book I said you know the table stakes tools were your website, a marketing automation system, and CRM. Like if you just had those three. Uh, and again, this is this is ten years ago. It was you could do digital marketing and digital demand generation. Today, I would not have put just those three uh, platforms in the mix. There, there would be at least probably another three to five that I see consistent everywhere. And then there's the companies that have easily twenty to thirty, and that's where I think we get um, into trouble. Is that if you if you overinvest in Martech. Uh, and go too wide, you're just kind unless you have a really, really good marketing operations, not person, but team to manage right. all that infrastructure. You've built a shadow IT organization in marketing that is incredibly expensive and taxing on the organization, unless you're getting the impact from it. You know, if you're large enough to support it, but uh that that that's more the one percent. It's rare. Yeah, I think the challenge that we've had in responding to to client questions like that is there's so much variation in terms of you know what a typical marketing technology stack looks like and you know i'm sure your your response would be similar you you kind of seen it all right you've kind of seen well, wh why do you have three of these or uh you know trying to say well isn't that more for a b2c use case and so those kinds of questions come up pretty frequently where you know a lot of the times we just want to meet clients kind of where their stack really is but I think from a, uh, if you were to take it in the abstract in terms of the, you know, structurally what to look for, I think I would divide the stack and uh, sort of into, you know, what's going to be in front of customers and prospects and what's really designed to be used by the, you know, the internal marketing team, right? So, you know, the, for customers and prospects, increasingly we're finding that that MarTech and AdTech convergence didn't happen. So there's really a, a, a more of a separate set of tools for, uh, you know, for advertising and demand generation on the kind of digital advertising side or identity resolution, you know, digital intent data. You know, we're seeing those as popular tools to kind of combat the, uh, you know, impending demise of the third-party cookie. While at the same time, your first-party channels focused on, you know, journey orchestration are going to have a lot more kind of richer, you know, one-to-one. -one data set to work on and that's a really you know different set of problems uh and uh and opportunities for you know for the customer and prospect side so that's kind of the 
you know, one part of the stack. The other part of the stack is focused on uh, your internal marketing and users, right? And we would break that down into uh, insights and analytics, uh, content operations, and core kind of marketing operations and yeah. work management. And so I think that's a helpful way of saying how much do we need for, you know, for things that are more driving changes in the customer experience versus things that help us get smarter, help us increase efficiency, help us, you know, uh, get more insight that we can use to then, you know, deploy as, you know, a new brief for our, our content marketing team. And, and you could drill down into each of those areas into, you know, different pieces of technology, but it's going to depend a lot on what kind of business are we talking about? You know, what are your existing pain points and that sort of thing? The survey had, um, a number of different findings and one you were talking about is is martech skills i want for you know all the folks all of you guys listening and tuning into demand gen radio for us to have ben and i pivot a little bit and talk about this for you on a personal level because i think i think the obvious is in front of us which is if you're a marketing leader cmo marketing operations you know choose wisely and and spend your money uh with intent and, and sunset the applications that you should not be using or no longer need. Look for the Venn diagrams and technologies. And, and if you have overlapping technologies, think about which is best in class and then get rid of the other one. You know, Really be disciplined. I'm sure you guys are doing that. So I want to talk about, on a personal level, the opportunity for you. Uh, because, you know, Ben, you, you were talking about MarTech skills and the lack there. And we're still seeing even with the economic state that we are in, which is, you know, we are, <laughs> we're in a recession, whether the government wants to, I guess, textbook admit it. I mean, we, we know that things are way more expensive and things I'm referring to as in this case, people, the, the expense for people, there is no shortage of jobs in marketing technology that I am aware of, especially in the technology uh, industry. And that's across B2B and B2C. So any right. thoughts or advice that you have for individuals in terms of their MarTech skills. And that, you know, that's open-ended. I, I always think about the people who ask me, should I be a generalist, Dave, or should I be a specialist? Like, should I go really deep on one or two applications like analytics or data? People ask me, you know, should I learn Python? Like, where should I take my skills? And I kind of flip it back to them, like, where are your passions? What gives you joy? What type of work? Are you more on the creative side, data side, analytics side? And, but I do think a, a generalist type of approach to MarTech is good. No, no, a little about a lot, but do go, do go deep. I'm curious to get your perspective and advice for folks listening around their MarTech skills and the opportunity for them. Well, I would actually answer you on two levels. One would be on the level of like, maybe not a, um, you know, a CMO, but you know, if you're a manager of people, right, a, a marketing technology team, I would say, do not let your talent strategy be an accident. Because the people on your team who are really hungry to learn, they want to know that there's a path for them. And I think a tried and true path has been you kind of go deep on a single channel, you then acquire more, you know, multiple channels, and now you're kind of overseeing a more kind of cohesive multi-channel strategy. And then potentially you're, you know, you're looking to, uh, you know, to manage more of the you know, the strategic side versus being less kind of hands-on keyboard. Mm -hmm. And I think that we are in a world where the hands-on keyboard experience is really valuable. And I recommend, you know, to those, you know, individual contributors that 
that you have some platforms that you're really comfortable in using and where you can be you know, really the champion of that particular tool where you have you know exposure to you know to the vendor to the uh, you know to the kind of customer success processes and really understanding what it takes to increase utilization of a particular tool so that you can be the one you know leading a lunch and learn and saying hey here are the things that we actually figured out and I think those are the kinds of things that get you recognized. But I think the other part of it is to be able to put a dollar sign next to the impact that you've had as an individual contributor. So whether that's uh, asking if you can run a test so that you can determine you know, how much a, a particular tactic is contributing or trying to see if you can run some experiments to you know, increase a conversion rate or you know, in a digital commerce standpoint, you might be looking at uh, improving average order value. And I think being able to get good at the process of you know, bringing what you're doing back to the kind of dollars and cents, the sort of P&L of, uh, of the growth engine that marketing aspires to be, the better off you're going to be in terms of saying, I spent this time at this particular you know, company. Well, here are the things I learned. And maybe that translates into a growth opportunity at that same company. And you know, maybe it turns out to you know, open some other doors. But I think those are the places that I would encourage, you know, individual contributors to focus. What's Gartner doing in 2023, calendar 2023, in the marketing area? I mean, you guys used to have some marketing conferences. We had, I don't know if you heard, but there was like a pandemic, I guess that was going on for <laughs> a little bit. But um, what what's happening in Gartner these days and how can marketers get more information. I mean, Ben, we will definitely put a link to the survey results that you guys uh, put out. And like I said to all of you guys, uh, you know, be sure to check out the assessment that we put together. It's it's free for you guys. But, you know, Gartner's just got a, a wealth of information and, and you guys used to have some really phenomenal events that I would attend and, and speak at. And I was, I was wondering what's happening these days for, for marketers to get even more information and support from you guys. Yeah. Uh, so we did do uh, uh, two years of uh, virtual marketing symposium events. And we are back in person in, uh, I believe it's Aurora, Colorado in uh, May of 2023 with Gartner's marketing symposium. And uh, uh, so uh, gartner.com slash marketing, I think uh, would be a place to go just to kind of see in general what we're up to. And that will range from uh, you know doing our digital performance benchmarking work to show what uh, the brands that we uh, called genius brands that have just that highest level of digital marketing performance, uh, what they're up to, uh, as well as uh, insights into uh, marketing analytics, customer experience, uh, and of course, marketing technology uh, among you know, uh, just a plethora of, uh, you know, of tactics, technologies, and strategies that we cover at Gartner. And I'll be happy to, uh, to send a link to an on-demand webinar that, uh, uh, that uh, the audience can take a look at and uh, you know, see what, uh, the findings of the survey were in a little bit more detail. Cool. Well, I appreciate you guys sharing it. I mean, you guys put a lot of effort into the survey and collecting all the information and then, you know, providing the executive summaries and reviews of it. So it's greatly appreciated. Um, the assessments that, that we do for clients, we primarily look at, uh, the impact that the tools have, the adoption that the tools have, the integration that the tools have and the usage. And we've developed some really nice spider charts that take a look at those four different vectors. Uh, because if you've got like a lot of usage, like you're using it on daily uh, basis, but not a lot of impact, 
while you're spending not only the money on the license, but a lot of spending money on your on your people uh, using those tools. And then some of these tools are not even prospect or customer facing, right? There's tools that are for project management and other internal yeah. systems. Oftentimes we'll see clients have way too many webinar platforms and paying multiple licenses because they've just, you know, have different type of events that they're doing. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, the larger mid-sized to larger organizations need the discipline of having a marketing operations leader. And I would say to folks, like if you've been growing up in MarTech and doing marketing automation and you like the tech, really consider a career trajectory to be a head of marketing operations uh, if you like the technology side of marketing. You said, Ben, you know, you, you wound up in marketing accidentally. Uh, I think there's a lot of people uh, who certainly go down that path. And what's cool is marketing has the creative, the art side, the brand side of marketing uh, and the tech side of it. So it's just a wonderful industry and field to work in because of how diverse it is. But it's kind of like I said before, great, great power comes great responsibility. So level yourself up, keep getting trained, keep getting your certifications and uh, take a look at the survey that uh, uh, Gardner and, and Ben's team are, are out there evangelizing some helpful insights that we didn't cover today. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what's interesting is that the, you know, we focus so much on sort of like the subject matter expertise, you know, how do you know what's the, you know, vendor A, vendor B, vendor C. And I think so much of what's coming under that marketing operations rubric is more of the transformation. How do we get the work done? So I think the the new generation can really, you know, play a, a huge role in, you know, in really tackling a lot of those, uh, you know, really challenging problems and yeah. getting, you know, uh, getting from A to B. And then, then we'll worry about getting all the way to Z. Yeah, I, I think you know this. You know, I've got I've got to wear two hats at BDO Digital. One, I lead our demand generation practice, which is the professional services group that helps marketers and marketers team. But I also oversee our own marketing. And Ben, this morning, I was meeting with with Mia Kemp, who uh, she is our managing director for the marketing team, and and has the team reporting up to her. And we had a conversation about less is more. Let's scale mm -hmm. back some of the initiatives that we are doing. Um, instead of spreading the team a little bit thin and just go deeper in some of these areas. It's so easy in marketing, uh, especially if you're taking in requests from outside departments to have way too much on your plate and find that you just, you know, it becomes more like you're casting a light across all these areas as opposed to really being specific in the type of demand generation that you're doing. So saying no is powerful and and staying focused is, is even more uh, powerful and important. Well, stick around, Ben. I just want to say bye to these guys. And hey, folks, um, not sure where you are in this series and what time of the year it is when you are listening to this. But right now, it is the beginning of December. We are in the last month of 2022. And it's been a, a pretty amazing year on work front for me. Personal front just became a grandfather, which is amazing. And I, I know that a lot of you are just coming through uh, this tail end of COVID. And I can't now, I want to deviate from what we normally talk about here around the methods and technologies for driving growth. And I want to encourage you guys uh, to get with your colleagues. If you haven't spent time uh, with the folks that you work with face-to-face, uh, -face, go do that. It's good for your health. If you haven't attended any conferences or get involved in some uh, events in marketing or other fields that you're interested in, please do that. Again, very good for you and good for your health. And use this time of the year. You know, it's... it's uh, New Year's resolution time for those of you who like to do those things and ask yourself, like we talked about today, what one skill or area of expertise do you want to work on and go deeper 
so that you can perform just that much better and bring yourself uh, more joy in 2023. I always love uh, talking to you guys, and I always love talking to people like Ben. I always look forward to hearing from you as well. So uh, as an action item, if you haven't followed uh, Ben Bloom on LinkedIn, be sure to connect uh, with Ben. And if you haven't linked with me, I always love to connect with new people and here to be a resource for you or connect you with people who can help you on your journey and the work that you're doing. Uh, don't forget about the links in the notes to the assessment as well as the Gartner survey. And that's going to do it for this episode of Demand Gen Radio. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. 